Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Challenge Read with me, Ray. And me, Dr. K. We are back, season 35, episode 9, Backstabber. Um, we're picking up after last episode's elimination, double elimination, in which Nelson beat uh, Bear and Bessie beat Jordan. Yes. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're back. And so we'll start with the state of the house at this point. Yeah, so as soon as we, as soon as everyone leaves the purgatory arena, uh, we cut to Wes and Johnny in their their duo talking head, uh, discussing how dangerous their alliance is, as evidenced by what they just put Jordan through. (laughs) Um, And we have Fessy, Nelson, Corey, and Maddie eating an after purgatory snack and discussing Fessy and Nelson's victory and discusses a light term because really Fessy and Nelson are bragging a lot about their victories and Corey is itching to also get his red skull. Um, So it's an interesting conversation. Right. Everyone's (laughs) real brave now. Right. When there's no more gens around. (laughs) Then we have Josh, who is very bitter about the fact that Swaggy has conversations with Wes. Yeah. And he, he's, he's trying to convince Kayla that everyone was in on Bear going in, which I don't think necessarily is the case, but this is his way to try to make a move um, against his largest rival in the house. <laughs> I think that I saw only something. he thinks he's a rival. I think I saw something where I think Josh is trying to position himself so desperately as Wes's rival so that they can be paired together on a vendetta season. Yeah. In the yeah. future. On but, a rival season. Oh, yeah, on a rival season. So, yeah. But it's transparent as hell. And but I so think you is, actually need a real rivalry. <laughs> he's trying his best. Up. He's trying his darndest. Um, but yeah, he just flips on Swaggy so quickly based on one conversation um, and is trying to rally his non-existent troops to back him. Yes, because Wes, Swaggy, and Bailey are coming after him next. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Shut so Swag- up, Josh. Just shut up. <laughs> so Swaggy's telling all of this to Wes because um, he's kind of, I mean, Josh is n- not subtle. Um, and so Swaggy's kind of reporting back to Wes and Wes is like, first of all, all these people he's claiming to get on his side are my friends of, <laughs> of many years, in some cases decades. So it's not a problem. And that Josh is essentially an idiot, so really don't let it bother you at all because he's not a threat, which facts, 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 facts. Right. Hashtag unbothered. <laughs> We're seeing more of Casey this episode, which is nice. I mean, she's not, I mean, I don't know. I think she's like cute. 
I don't know. She's, I don't, she doesn't seem to me to be like a compelling character yet in the show. I think she's still finding her space. Yeah. And, and I, I, it seems to me that she's one of those people that's just very cool with mm-hmm. everybody. So, which explains why we haven't necessarily seen a lot of her because she hasn't been involved in lots of shit. Yeah. Um, and I think just in kind of reading what people were posting before the season started, I saw lots of, um, oh, Casey's super boring from the people who watched Big Brother. And I think it's exactly that reason. She's not a shit stir. She's person. not a Nelson. She's not a Josh. Right. She's more of a, I'm chill until you get in my face mm. person. Yeah. And those people tend not to get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. until there is a storyline or something surrounding them. Yeah, it can push them forward. Yeah. And then, oh, we catch up with Dee, who's, who's uh, plotting. Or not really. She's just blabbing all of her deep, dark plans with Rogan, who I still don't understand why she trusts implicitly. Um, but she's, she's a dummy. <laughs> basically confessing to him that she's going to make a move to get Jenny into purgatory because she doesn't want to um, compete against her in a final, which, like, is actually a, like, great strategy. No one wants Jenny in the fucking final. Right. But if she hadn't but dug also, her freaking heels in for the f- episodes one through eight about how Jenny's her number one girl, it wouldn't be such a, I don't know, insufferable move. But also learn how to read a fucking room. Oh, as yeah. As soon as she brings this up, Rogan, Rogan is like, say he what? Clams up. Because Rogan, the only reason Rogan is in an alliance with D is because he knows that she's such a dummy. He can do anything and she'll still ride for him. Mm. Right? But if she's now showing that, oh, even the people I ride for, I'm not going to have their back, then that that's of no use to Rogan. Yeah. And she, because she doesn't like, she doesn't see any of Rogan's or rather she chooses to ignore <laughs> all of Rogan's um, personality deficits. Yeah. She doesn't quite recognize that this move of her sharing her strategy to get rid of her supposedly number one girl is going to um, back slut, no backfire backfire, backfire. <laughs> is going to backfire on her. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this was a conversation that she, in all honesty, probably should have been like having with West to like kind of bounce. If she's going to bounce this idea off anyone in the house, it, it should have been right. West. Not and West would Logan. have told her great strategy keep that shit to yourself yeah (laughs) don't even talk to me about it anymore right um but she's happy to be a self-described psychopath this season a proper psychopath but psychopaths tend to also be hyper intelligent which she is not so that's why they're scary (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's kind of where we are in terms of the state of the house we're going to move into the breakdown Um, And we'll start with this week's mission. 
So before we even get to the mission, due to poor Big T hobbling all the way down through the grass and the hills to the mission site, only for TJ to send her home for her foot injury. Without ceremony. It right. Was so that's how it goes. That's how it bees. And then she has to hobble her way all the way back to the house. To wherever the so, van dropped them off. Yes. So damn you, TJ, for, for forcing Big T to endure all of that yeah. after her drunken es- escapades. <laughs> How much must it suck to like be in a competition show where there's a million dollars on the line and you get sent home because you're drunk and fell out of a bunk bed? Well, I can tell you it's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> I know, but just <laughs> come on, y'all. <sighs> I hope next season she comes back. She's, she's both gonna have to prove herself and also abstain from inviting i hope she's like just a sober season after this see how far she gets so our challenge for today is tunnel rats this challenge is played in teams of four or five and one by one each player is gonna drop into a tunnel full of water where there are five puzzle pieces floating. They have to collect all of the pieces, bring them back up to the surface, and solve the puzzle. And it's a timed event, so the fastest group overall will win. And TJ also announces that, again, we have another double elimination day for the Women's Tribunal. Yeah. And if it wasn't clear before, it's certainly clear now that the final is fast approaching and everyone needs to get their shit together if they plan to participate. Um, So team one is Casey, Fessy, Nelson, and Jenny, and they're going against, um, in this heat, team two, who is Johnny, Kyle, Jenna, Rogan, and Melissa. (laughs) And Melissa is in tears of... Fear, complete and utter panic panic. as she goes down the tunnel. And TJ being TJ is just like, dude, go. And as soon as she goes, he just cackles. I mean, she screams all the way down. And it's it's funny, I think, because, you know, we all know that she's not like she's not in any actual danger. She's not going to die. But I commend her because the level of panic that I was reading on her face was very 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 high and for her to have done it anyway is super super impressive more power to her yeah the look of panic that she had is the one i have every time i ride a fucking roller coaster (laughs) (laughs) and you know i hate roller coasters and i still ride them i love them and i always collect my pictures because they look ridiculous (laughs) and that was definitely a dr k roller coaster face on (laughs) melissa Um, But yeah, so it's some other funny moments. We learned that Nelson, um, you know, is taking some swimming swimming lessons in the off season. However, they don't seem to have worked out that well because once he collects his puzzle piece, he's he can't he can't function anymore with only one arm. So he's like clinging (laughs) to the wall of the tunnel, and Jenny like passes by him, and she's just like Nelson, Nelson, give me your puzzle piece, give me your puzzle piece, and she pretends to finish the the length of the tunnel with both their puzzle pieces and still has to send fessy back 
to go collect Nelson's ass in the middle of the damn tunnel. <laughs> I really wish that these contestants would stop showing up without knowing how to swim. It's There's swimming crazy. challenges. There's at least two swimming challenges every season. Yes, at and, least all, and there's always, or at least in the seasons I can remember, there's always a water element in the final. Yeah. Yep. He won't be the last struggle swimmer. <laughs> For sure. In this, ep- this mission. So, uh, go ahead. So, team two gets to their puzzle board first because team one has to wait for Nelson. And Rogan swears he can solve it himself. So he like stops the whole team from working and says, I got it. Rogan had a false epiphany. He was looking <laughs> at it and he was like, he saw a picture in his mind and he was like, this is it. And the way that the editing had us all hyped up for Rogan to be this like genius puzzle solver, he was like one piece, two piece, three, and they're all fitting until he gets to the very last piece and you realize it's all been a lie, a misdirect. Well, I knew he wasn't going to solve it because I've seen him try to solve puzzles before. So even despite Rogan's uh, non-epiphany, team two solves team two solves the puzzle first, and probably about a minute later, team one finishes as well. Yeah. And as they prep to get the next two teams in. Kyle rightfully worries about Wes's team because, as we all know, Wes is a champion swimmer and he's also a mastermind and a puzzle puzzle master solver, <laughs> unlike yeah. Rogan. Yeah, Kyle is on team two who won that heat, but he acknowledges that both himself and the other team are largely idiots and so they're probably going to get beat by yeah. this team anyway. Um, yeah. So teams three and four um, on team th- go, and then on team three, it's Wes, Nani, D, Corey, and Bailey. It's a pretty good team. And then on mm-hmm. team four is Josh, Maddie, Anissa, Kayla, and Swaggy. Um. <laughs> so we start out, before they even um, blow the whistle on this one, Wes is giving his team a motivational talk before they start compared to whatever the fuck is Josh is doing on his team, which he just, he's He's just looking like an idiot. idiot. Um, D gets into the water and she immediately freaks out. So D has just learned how to swim two seasons ago. Yeah. So not even, not even a full year and a half, I think has passed since the since her first season and she has just learned to swim so she immediately freaks out as soon as she enters the water is completely turned around and barely gets out from under the hole in time before the next person on her team splashes down (laughs) literally like a foot behind her yeah and learning how to swim in like a pool or the ocean is very different than dropping down a hole in the earth (laughs) into what looked like at least six feet of water yes yeah the the water looked very deep so i can imagine how disorienting and like panic inducing that could be but at least she did eventually like get her bearings and start moving 
unlike Swaggy, who yeah, hits speaking the of water, panic. comes up and then immediately starts calling for help. Like he <laughs> did not even like try to move out from underneath that hole. He had Anissa waiting on top of him, like Swaggy, move out of the way. He calls for help and they have to send a diver um, to get him and he receives a safety DQ. And so he basically waits on the sidelines while the other members of his team have to retrieve the pieces and one of them would have to retrieve an extra piece now that he's out. Yeah. Um, and so team three, which is Wes, Nani, D and Corey and Bailey get their pieces first. And um, Josh, who's on team four, Swaggy's team makes a big deal about how he has to jump back into the water to collect Swaggy's piece, which delays their time which i call i don't understand why why did someone get it? all of the other people who were on the platform before josh got there couldn't have gone back in the water to get yeah swaggy was like the second person down so everyone would have already known he was disqualified why didn't it cross anyone's mind to pick up a second piece i think that because they actually had five people they weren't allowed to pull two pieces okay so someone actually had to go get it but my question is josh was the last person to get to the platform so why couldn't one of the other three people on the platform once they have dropped off their puzzle why couldn't one of them go back and get swaggies yeah unless there was an additional rule that all of them had to get back first before they could go back and collect swaggies. But that just, that doesn't really make sense. To yeah. Me, like people whatever. aren't, I think Fessy got two pieces during his round and then Jenny picked up Nelson's piece during the same round. But so Fessy's team only had four people. They were already at a disadvantage. Oh, were they the only team with four people or was this yes. the only team with five people? No, they, Fessy's team, team one, only had four people. I see, I see. Okay. Yes. Um, so they get out. Both teams eventually get out with team um, Team four. three is way in the lead. Yeah, exactly. Team four is a little bit behind. Um, and they start solving their puzzle. Wes's team is struggling a little bit, but they stay calm and collected, and they just keep trying different permutations, which is all you can fucking do with a puzzle. You just keep trying it until it fits. Um, Whereas team four is having like a communication breakdown of epic proportions. Um, And a lot of that communication is coming from Josh trying to yell over everyone to let him be the leader. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, he's horrible. He's horrible. So he's loud and wrong (laughs) and they end up timing out. Exactly. And team three finishes. Um, They finish first. In, in, in pretty good time, but it's still unclear um, which team wins until TJ announces that um, team three ended up beating out team two, um, and they all go into the tribunal. Yeah. So I wonder what you would have changed about what you thought about this this uh, daily, and what you would change if you could. I I really like this one. I don't know yeah, if I too. would change anything. I probably would have been a little freaked out about it just because I don't like, 
I am not a fan of water parks. And every time I've been at a water park, it has ended in some type of disaster for me personally, especially ones involving tubes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the water doesn't bother me so much. It's all of the other things that are happening um, that would have probably like the dropping would have probably freaked me out a bit, but I like this one in general and I don't think there's much I would change. Yeah, I liked it too. I think it would have been cool if it was like much darker in the tunnel and maybe like the pieces glowed or something, mm. but perhaps they like already had enough disorientation with it being dim and having to go through a hole first. I just think it would have been like really cool and added an extra layer of challenge if it was very, very dark when they got down there and they could only, um, you know, they could only find their way by like seeking out the glow of the puzzle pieces and that would have been neat. Making it over there. Yeah. After that, we get back to the house and all the girls are not all the girls. That's a lie, but a contingent of the girls are running scared. It's Maddie. It's um, Melissa. Melissa. Is there another one? Um, Maddie, Melissa. Jenny is kind of on her. I've already been, I've already got my red skull. So, um, I, I'm trying to think cause there's only 10 girls oh, as yeah. D rightfully points out. Um, so there's not really much sense in like, if you don't want to get called on, there's not much sense in trying to advocate for that because everyone is going to be called on because yeah. you're either on tribunal, you're either going to get voted in in the house because two people will and four have to go into the interrogation. True. So that leaves one person whose name will not, one person who won't be in contention for the purgatory at all. Yeah. So everyone kind of else like will have the option. Yeah. So at this point, it's like, okay, just shut up. You're all going to get called regardless. And then we pivot to Jenna. Again, with the whole Zach nonsense. And she's trying to call Zach. And he, once again, is blowing her off because he refuses to take her call. And... I didn't care the past three episodes when this happened and I still don't care now. Yeah. It's, uh, it's exhausting and let's just move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes. Dump him girl. Do not marry him. Do not do it. Oh no, it's happening. Um, and so we get to the interrogation or oh, sorry. No, we get to the house vote rather. And immediately Casey and Anissa both volunteer in what is the bravest and most civil house vote I've seen thus far. They just say that they want to go in and are immediately encouraged to put their names up on the board with little fanfare. Uh, until Josh opens his Until mouth Josh opens his mouth. Unprompted, unnecessarily. And says and for something that does not affect him in any way, shape, or form. But also saying like the most un, like most obvious shit, like I didn't even understand the purpose of why he said what he said. He was like doing a Nelson where he was just talking to have his voice be heard by other people. Yep. He just wanted to have camera time. <laughs> but yeah, so it was super quick and I wish 
the boys should all take a note because the women this season on on for the most part have been much, playing a much um braver game than all of them yeah. so we see jenny in a talking head and she doesn't think she has anything to worry about because she has friends on the tribunal that should be interesting poor jenny and before we leave the voting Johnny once again brings up Jenna's name because, quote unquote, her head's not in the game. Right. Um, and Dee's talking with the other two women in the tribunal. I think Nani and Kate. Nani and Casey? No, Nani and Dee. No, Dee was talking to Nani and Kayla. Kayla, yes. <laughs> okay. Dee was talking to Nani and Kayla. And so they kind of. I think come to the Jenny idea on their own. Um, and so D kind of just lets them arrive at the same point she was at anyway, and then says that she doesn't want to know anything about Jenny's name being considered so that she can kind of shield herself um, under the guise of it being because they're friends, but really it's because she knows she wants the same thing, but she doesn't want to come right. across as two-faced, which would have worked perfectly right. if you didn't blab to Rogan. Right. And also Nani kind of has her number on that one as yeah, well. True. Because Dee's never actually quiet about things. So now all of a sudden she doesn't have an opinion one way or the other. Yeah. And then Rogan, of course, goes to Jenny, lets her know what Dee is considering. And on top of, it's not only about giving Jenny a heads up as like a friend or an ally. It's also about trying to get Jenny on the next girl's elimination to flip on D and actually get D out of the game, which right. is so crazy. It's Jenny's, it's, then it's Jenny's fault that D goes in and but not his. I don't even know why Rogan would want, like, it's so vindictive. Like, why does Rogan even care if D's in or not? Does he think she's competition for a final? It just seems kind of mean-spirited. Uh, it's because, and he clearly said it, he can't get a moment to himself because D's always up on his dick. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot that. True. <laughs> and he actually <laughs> wants to hit on other people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he was very like, direct. We don't even have to, we don't even have to like, fuck, what's the word? In intimate? Uh, yeah, intimate. In intimate. Like, guess. Intimate? Infer? Yeah, we don't even have infer. <laughs> That's the one I'm looking for. We don't even have to infer any of this because he outright says yeah. this is the main catalyst for him engaging Jenny in this conversation. Um, and I am not surprised. No. Yeah, it's not surprising. I guess I forgot, like, without Jen there, Jen of Jen the alien. Um, he hasn't really engaged in another obvious When would he romance. have time to? <laughs> With someone in the house. When would he have time to? D follows him around everywhere he goes. Yeah. And, and she, he encourages it because that means she's going to also vote his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we get the whole cast out on the town get him to a bar, get him liquored up, and of course drama ensues. 
And this is a new bar. This is a, this it's a is new not, fancy ass bar. Yeah, it's they've not been going the same like one that they've been in because they've been in the same one the past couple episodes. Yeah, this is like super modern. I don't know what p- part of Prague this <laughs> this bar is in, but it looks really nice. Um, and Johnny and Jenna are talking, and Jenna's like on her complaining again, right? And Johnny's like you know, being really honest with her, like so many girls would kill to be in your place where you have a red skull, you're here, you have a golden ticket to a chance to win a million dollars, essentially. Why are you, why do you want to go home? And Jenna's like, I understand what Jenna's saying too, where she just wants to be able to vent about her feelings to her friends without people. Right, she's a fucking person. Yeah, mistaking that for her not having her head in the game. Because as she repeats over and over again, if she actually wanted to go home, there's nothing stopping her from packing her bag and actually just Right. The fact that she's still there is proof that she doesn't actually want to go home. True. She doesn't need to go into an elimination and lose in order to leave the house. She can just leave. Yeah. If she chooses to. Exactly. But on the other hand, the way Johnny's talking, he's saying, you know, like she's putting out a certain energy that like is not good for her game. Like at her as a person, Except she might she's need to already bet. proven. She has already proven that even being in the state that she's in, yeah. she has still competed um, at the level that was required to win and come back to the house. So I hear what Johnny is saying, but to Jenna, like she, this is the person she thinks she should be spending the rest of her life with. Regardless of what he, the house, or we, and the rest of the world think about that dickwad, (laughs) like, this is the love of her life. So it it would concern me if she was just like, ah, fuck that motherfucker. I don't care. She has feelings. She's in love. And this, this asshole is wreaking havoc on all of her emotions. She's allowed to be upset. She's allowed to complain. I think if they want to say anything, they should say, look, we get it, but we don't want to hear you complaining anymore. You're allowed to be sad, but it's just, it it like can drain the energy from a room. Right. And I also think it brings people, it puts her on people's radar in a, in a, in a way that's bad for the, for the game aspect of it. Yeah, and that's what that's what the conversation should be about. Not yeah. you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be sad, you shouldn't be moping around, you shouldn't mm. be in your feelings. She has every right to be in her feelings, but if you don't want to hear her complain about it anymore because you've already said, look, Zach is a dick, get over it. <laughs> you can only just, say that so many times. Right. So just say, I get it, you're allowed to be sad. I'm gonna make I'm gonna bake you some cupcakes, but <laughs> I don't wanna hear about Zach. <laughs> yeah I don't want to hear Zach's name and you you can totally say that as a friend but the whole you're not allowed to be sad thing is not okay yeah true um and so kind of we cut to um Nani Casey and Anissa which <laughs> in a sharp contrast to their last interaction out on the town is quite peaceful and lovey-dove. They're all confessing their love, platonic, and I think in Nani's case, slightly romantic love for one 
one another over wine. Um, yeah, which is cool to see kind of like, I think it's interesting. What What's great about Casey is that because she's so chill, she's able to form these like very strong relationships with true OGs in the house mm-hmm. that could turn into like really great alliances for her in ways I hope that are by hard. true OG you mean um Anissa and not Nani well Anissa but Nani ha- has some seasons under her belt too sure <laughs> okay <laughs> um but it's not what you usually see with usually rookies only have other rookies to count on um and with Casey she's been able to like ally herself with Anissa and Nani which by extension kind of gives her a little bit of the benefits of the Holy Trinity while it's still intact. (laughs) Like, which benefits are those? (laughs) The ones where you either hate your boyfriend or (laughs) your boyfriend boyfriend emotionally (laughs) abuses you on and off camera? (laughs) Lucky for her, she's a lesbian, so <laughs> she might be safe from that. Hopefully. Um, oh, Jenny is posturing at her table about how she's pissed at Dee for plotting against her and that if she dares come for her, then Jenny's going to flip too and make it her mission to get Dee sent home. Which I was like, Jenny, this was not the plan. The plan with Rogan was to not say anything and just play it cool <laughs> until next week so you could sneak attack D together. But instead, you're gossiping to an entire table in the middle. Right. <laughs> and Swaggy tries to convince her that, oh, no, don't worry about it. D's your friend. She wouldn't do that to you. Because <laughs> he doesn't I'm like, know the oh, tea. Swaggy. <laughs> And Jenny then points out that Dee has been avoiding her all night while they've been out. She hasn't been speaking to her. She hasn't been looking at her. She's mm. been um, placing herself at different tables in this fancy swanky new bar that they've all that they've all been in tonight. Dee think that's the thing about Dee. She thinks she's great, but she's still like a le- like level two, you know. <laughs> Like, she has some good ideas, but the execution still needs work <laughs> on many yeah. levels. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, God, then we cut to Josh and Swaggy. And I, I want to preface this by saying, like, kind of as we meant, as we just saw with Swaggy, he's kind of earnest in a way. Like, he's like, oh, people's, friend, people's friends are their friends. And they don't right. do bad things to their friends. And in the same way... Swaggy and Bailey's alliance with Wes really doesn't have anything to do with Josh. And we all know right. that. It's just, Josh is the only person who doesn't know that. that because them- they can very well be in an alliance with both of them. Yeah. And it's only an issue if, for instance, Wes says, oh, you need to show me you're on my side and do X, Y, Z to Josh. And as far as we've seen, None of that has happened because you know who doesn't talk about Josh at all? Wesley Bergman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so Josh starts talking about how he hates fake people. Um, 
and Swaggy calmly points out that it makes him a hypocrite. And it's not even fake people. I think he just hate he the the point he was trying to make is like that there's people like you know being two faced or like saying things to one person and then saying something to someone else. But that's like how the challenge works. <laughs> it's all about like alliances and playing the game in a way, which is something mm-hmm. that Josh also does. And so Swaggy very accurately calls him out as being a hypocrite as if he hates that kind of behavior when he himself is guilty of it as well right and i think the reason swaggy even says something is because josh is clearly talking about swaggy yeah and swaggy picks this up because what he's referencing is the fact that swaggy and wes have been having conversations Mm. so it's like josh don't talk about fake people or people talking behind their backs if you're also going to be passive aggressive and not just call out what you're seeing, if you claim to be such a badass player. Oh God. He's not badass on any level. He's a fucking coward. This someone called him like a large marshmallow or something. (laughs) Swaggy did. Oh yeah. He's such a, (laughs) he's such a coward. Wasn't it that like P Diddy who coined the phrase bitch assness? Yeah, the, the way that the rest of this fight progresses is some bitch assness. So Josh, after Bailey or after Swaggy, and he really says it like in the spirit of like debate, like right. so that they could have a conversation about it. But Josh, of course, takes it as like a directed personal attack, and of course he, he does. Starts raising his voice and yelling at Swaggy, who stays like impressively calm the whole time. Like he's and not- as soon as he does this, Bailey, who is on the other side of the fucking <laughs> bar, you just see her go, ting, what was that? Somebody getting <laughs> up all up in my man's face? <laughs> and in two Let seconds go over flat, and sit down. she is at this table. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what, what's going on? <laughs> right. And so um, Swaggy keeps telling Josh like to calm down. He gets drunk and raises his voice and then turns around the next day and apologizes for it and how Swaggy's like fed up with that behavior. Um, and Josh is like, keeps repeating that, why are you sitting next to me? Why are you sitting next to me? And so what does Swaggy do? He gets his ass up and he walks away. And what does Josh do? Throws a drink at him as he's walking away. And then when Swaggy turns around and lunges at his ass, dives between two production people who come to like break up the impending fight. And Swaggy is not, like, fake lunging at Swaggy would, if those security people had not come in, Swaggy would have reached him and started, like, wailing on his ass. You could tell. Swaggy is bringing out his inner Connecticut <laughs> badass <laughs> to throw some of that, <laughs> to throw some of that onto Josh's ass. And the clip of Josh literally diving behind these security guards if there was a definition or a how to be a bitch assness person, <laughs> this is the clip that you would watch. Yeah. First, starting with him tossing the drink at Swaggy's Which back. Which is so ridiculous. He and then diving behind security. He's just like so contradictory. So he's like, why are you um, sitting next to me then if you don't like what I have to say? And then swaggy removes himself in the situation by walking away and then josh throws a drink on him to entice him to um you know re-enter the conflict and then in the middle of them 
well, in the middle of Swaggy trying to get to him and him hiding behind security guards, he says, in all sincerity, that he's never disrespected Swaggy. <laughs> After I'm just having thrown missed a beverage. Part. He's like, I never disrespected you before. I never disrespected you. Um, after I definitely the- missed that part. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, and so Josh fell down even further on my list. Like him and Nelson are both are now like equally l- like h- low on my list of terms of people that I don't like in the house. And Swaggy, he went up a couple notches. Yeah, you know what? I usually I don't like the Swaggy Bailey team ups, mm-hmm. but. I tell you, when Bailey, like, leaped and hopped across that (laughs) bar to get to the table and was just like, what's happening? And Josh was like, you weren't even in it. And her response was, I don't need to be in it. All I need to know is that you in my man's face right now. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, it's still not my style, but it's still a, you know, she's there. She's the kind of person that wants to jump in her man's fight. Cool. I ain't mad at it unless it's misplaced. Um, So they kind of like, they still haven't raised a notch in my book, but I was generally fine with them. Yeah. During all of this. Oh gosh. It's just so funny because Swaggy is like probably like barely like what? 180 pounds. Yeah. He's tiny. And then you have Josh. who's this like hulking mass marshmallow mass. Yes. Right, but when I say Swaggy turned around and lunged at his ass so quick with no fear after getting that drink thrown on him, and all Josh could do was hide behind um, production and like continue to yell insults, it was. And did we did we talk about Josh then jumping on the bar? Yeah, that was ridiculous. And then he just and is performing, screaming at Swaggy. And my favorite part of this is the bartender walks over and he's just like, what the Excuse fuck me, I'm going to need this? you to like, remove yourself from this is Prague. We don't do that we don't, we don't do this American <laughs> shit here. <laughs> and the best, the best part is um, we cut to Kyle, who rightfully says guess we won't be invited back to this place and i want to see if that ends up being true <laughs> and if the whole house will blame josh for it because it was actually like a really nice bar and they all seemed very impressed when they first walked in yes oh <laughs> uh, gosh goodbye lovely bar we shall <laughs> we will never see you again no um, so we get back to the house after all that drama and the interrogation happens. Um, and the tribunal chooses Jenny, Melissa, and Kayla. Well, at least immediately. It's a four-person interrogation group this episode. Um, and the other name that gets tossed in is Jenna. And it's interesting that Nani doesn't try to save Jenna from getting voted in. It was basically between Jenna and Maddie to be the one person to completely sit out. Yeah. And this was interesting to me. I don't know, like, why, like, how Maddie is just, like, kind of cruising. Is it because they're afraid to go against her because they think she's good? Because I would be more 
in terms of from a competitor standpoint. I don't know. I'm also, I also think Jenna's a really good competitor too. So I don't know how it's her, mm-hmm. her and not Maddie, who probably has less right. relationships in the house. Yeah, I don't know either. And I think if, if Nani had actually advocated for it, it probably would have been Maddie. Yeah. But she didn't. And her talking heads, like I wouldn't have been suspicious about it, except in her talking heads were all about how she's tired of, of Jenna and tired of trying to help Jenna. Well, one, Jenna doesn't need your help to win anything. She has proven time and time again that she can do that on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like we were mentioning before, like if what you're actually tired of is hearing her bitch about what's his face, then just say that. <laughs> yeah. You're perfectly within your right as a friend to just say that. But I don't think that is a reason to throw her in again after she has already proved she wants to be here because right. it seems the reason they keep picking her is because her head isn't in it but she if has I already hear she's checked that. out one more time it's like i'm yeah. gonna hit bang my head against the wall um yeah. so kayla um enters the room she wants to go in so it's like an easy like pick for at least one of the women um and so she says she wants to um, be paired up with Casey because she's already beaten Anissa once and she wants to, you know, g- prove that she can beat this other good competitor as well. Um, Jenna comes in after her and is kind of like both upset but kind of resigned about why she's even being interrogated. Um, she acknowledges that she's a complainer and it's just like a personality trait of hers, um, but that she does want to be here and she doesn't want to go in again. She already has a red skull. Like mm-hmm. she's not roaring to like prove herself for a second time. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa's is the funniest because she starts off her interrogation with preferably I'd prefer not to be here. <laughs> and <laughs> It's just the funniest thing. Um, yeah, Melissa wants no parts of Anissa or Casey or the Purgatory. I just my all. question is who the hell does she want to go against? Because I'm looking at the women left in the house, and if it's not Casey and Anissa, who the hell is it? Nani, Maddie. She'd probably her and Nani would be a good matchup. True, I think her and Casey would be a good matchup. I think Kay- yeah. Kaylee Casey presents like you know she's a stud, but she's quite small. <laughs> Yeah, and she's not particularly why, muscular. That's probably why Kayla wanted to go against her. <laughs> um, and then I think lastly, we have uh, Jenny come into the room. Um, and it starts a weird tit for tat between Jenny and Dee. Um, just kind of trading low key. Yeah, they're super passive aggressive each towards each other. With um, Dee starting off by asking her if she's angry about being there. And Jenny replying no, because she feels everyone has their specific reason to put everyone in. But neither of them actually saying um, 
that one, D is the reason that Jenny is there, and two, Jenny knows that D is the reason that Jenny is there. Yeah. It's also like an unnecessary, unnecessary question to ask someone who's being interrogated if they're angry about their name being called, because like low key, everyone's going to be a little bit upset, especially if they they already have their they red didn't skull. Want, yeah. Um. And so everyone kind of you know, appeals to Jenny in their own way. Bailey's talking about the one reason she would throw not or Jenny in is because she basically got her red skull handed to her because Jen is like super weak um, and couldn't lift a water bottle, which I'm sure it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a water bottle. Um, it was a water, she was meant the water jugs, which is yeah. what the things were. Yeah. But my like, question was, uh, Bailey, I haven't actually seen you do anything physical, so could you have lifted the water bottles? Right, and it's also like, stop playing this like faux integrity game about how you're upset that people didn't have to work hard for the Red Skull. You just want her out because she's a tough competitor. So fucking exactly. say that. And the one time you had an opportunity to win, you chose not to work hard because your partner had already <laughs> done the mission. Yeah. So it's weird. We shut don't need the to fuck be up. making up fake reasons to, to, yeah. to have people's names. See? Like, and there she goes, right back down <laughs> <laughs> to the bottom of the list. Right. Um, Corey is like, it's weird. I don't like how they're like using these freaking interrogations to essentially like coerce people into a, like into alliances. Yeah, it was weird, especially when the five of them who constitute the tribunal are not necessarily aligned not at all so to be able to make a promise to all five of those people is like an impossible promise to keep right Right. i'm glad that um in when they said that to kayla kayla was just like i can try but i'm one person (laughs) (laughs) right Um, so Corey's trying to get Jenny to make a deal with him. And Jenny at first starts saying, starts out by saying, well, I know you want a red skull, so I will do what's in my power to get you the opportunity to do a red skull. And Corey keeps pushing her, um, pointing out that, oh, well, all of these other people are probably on your list. So that puts me at number seven. So why should I take your word on this? Which switches Jenny into a look. If I go in, I'm coming back. Mm. And if I come back, I'm going after whoever puts me in. Right. And Corey's like, well, that, that could be a good thing. Except Corey forgets that he could going after him doesn't mean voting for him right yeah they going also after him they also could mean exactly what we talked about last week exactly is that going after you could mean making sure that your name never gets said right as soon as she said that and Corey was like well it's not a bad thing because then i could just go get my red skull and then nani was like yeah he's right you know it's not like really a threat because yeah, they're all dumb they're just such dummies <laughs> <laughs> um and then Jenny kind of starts, I don't know, she starts talking a bunch of nonsense, telling Nani and uh, Bailey how she respects them as women, 
because they're <laughs> feisty and strong of heart or some shit. <laughs> she needs to like get cut off. Her mic, her mic gets, her mic gets cut off, and she's ushered <laughs> out of the room. She definitely, if Andy Cohen was there, he wouldn't put her on mute <laughs> like he did during the most recent uh, Real Housewives Zoom reunion. Oh, I did not see that. I have to look for clips <laughs> online. Great. The addition of a mute button. Would he mute? Just like, like multiple every- people? <laughs> yes, because they would get into like arguments with each other and then we'd be like, okay, we're moving on. But they would keep bickering. So he, after like yelling several times, okay, stop. He just went mute and you could see them still arguing with each other and not realize no one could hear them. It was great. Anyway, back to the challenge. Right. Um, Before we get to purgatory, Anissa reminds us that she's won eight eliminations in the past um, and that she's not to be fucked with, uh, which is true. People have tended to underestimate Anissa because she's not a one of the the gym rats yeah um and she has been pegged as lazy in the past which I have never agreed with I don't think she's lazy but there are people who like to work out every day for several hours and there are people who don't yeah I think like people like Nelson and uh Jenny like exercising is like their profession right and that's not everyone's life like that takes a lot of like they're like paid to work out essentially right not everyone's doing that so and the other people the challenge is their job so they don't actually have other jobs so they spend their time working out and crossfitting and whatever else the fuck they do yeah Anissa I think was in I'm pretty sure she was in grad school or might even still be in grad school the past few seasons. Mm. So she's like a regular person who doesn't have four hours a day to work out, nor does she need to. Because she, she has also proven that, yeah, she might not be a gym rat, but she can still compete with the best of them when she, when it comes down to the wire. Exactly. And she's shown that time and time again. Similar to um, similar to Jenna, right? So we get to the purgatory arena. Everyone walks in, and the first thing they see are these two like trash, like dumpsters. Two dumpsters, kind of filled with these balls. <laughs> I didn't know what they were at first. They just look like these these big black balls. Um, and so people That's are what having. She said. <laughs> People are having to try to figure out if just based on the aesthetics, if this is something that they want to try to go for. Um, And in the end, none of the tribunal women volunteer to go in and they vote for Kayla to go against Casey, like she asked for. And then they all, except for Nani, vote for Jenna, I think, to go against Anissa. Mm-hmm. It's really disappointing. Um, yeah. So the game for this purgatory. They were really dumb because if it was me, I would have voted Jenny against Casey and Kayla against Anissa. 
Right. But I think that's if you're trying to like get Kayla sent home. Right. Because, but I don't think Nani wants that. I think they were trying to give Kayla what she wanted. I think Kayla and Anissa would have been fairly matched. Mm. But Jenny would have, Jenny would have ate Casey alive. I think, I think they would have been, I think they would have been equally matched as well. Casey seems to be someone that throws around a medicine ball here and there. <laughs> I, just, I just know Jenny does it like on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, and also at this point, they didn't know the rules. So true. Um, so the but game I think is just going on what, what I, uh, what I would have, if I had seen that arena, that's what I would have done. Well, but they're all playing a chicken shit game anyway. Like I've said since the beginning, once we learned what this new red skull rule was, anyone who had a red skull was going in every fucking time. Right. Right. No reason for you to continue to sit pretty. (laughs) If I can get rid of you, have an opportunity to get rid of you. So. Do you know what the game is called? I actually don't remember if they titled it or what they titled it. Oh, I thought I wrote it. Well, bombed, bombs away. Bombs overboard. Let's, (laughs) right? So (laughs) there are two dumpsters. And the challenge is that um, each competitor has to go into their dumpster full of these like very heavy medicine ball type things and throw them out of the dumpster as fast as they can. The person who does it fastest wins. Yeah, each one has a hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so once and they have done, to ignite a smoke bomb. Uh, high I, roll. The theme of this season is <laughs> just like unnecessarily like igniting fireworks to signal that you finished the actual hard thing. Yeah. Um, and so the first uh, pairing is Casey and Kayla. Oh yeah. Um, and Casey's doing really well. I mean, there's not much fanfare. It's not like the most exciting (laughs) game. Um, and Casey ends up beating Kayla pretty handily. It's not close at all. When they show Kayla's dumpster or whatever that thing is, she still has almost half of her balls. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like an immature person's worst nightmare uh, so the thing is like Kayla, what Casey does that Kayla doesn't is Casey like has a really good stance she's mm-hmm. not crawling all over her fucking dumpster trying to pick up balls she just mm-hmm. like plants herself where she is and she just like works on getting a rhythm with the balls that are directly around her and like you know lifting yeah. with her knees and throwing them up and out whereas Kayla is like getting on down on her knees bending all the way down and, like, losing her footing and her grip to try to, like, hold some of the balls, and it just slows her down. Usually when you get on your knees to hold the ball, (laughs) it works out. (laughs) But not this time. (laughs) Um, And so next we have Anissa and Jenna, and they are, like, evenly matched. Like, the camera keeps cutting between them, and they're going at the same pace. I think at first, Jenna has a, a slightly better pace than Nisa. I think what's mm-hmm. interesting in this challenge is, or at least from my perspective, they seem to all be, like, expending a lot of 
energy throwing the balls up, which is mm. unnecessary when they just have to get them out of the dumpster. But right. they're all like throwing them up in the air, like up and over the lip of the lip of the dumpster, which is like too much energy when they could just like do the bare minimum just to get them over the wall. Yeah. Um, but in the end, it seems like Jenna starts to slow down. I think she thought she had it. So maybe like, you know, lost a bit of her edge, whereas Anissa kind of picked up towards the end um, and ends up ends up winning. Yeah, and by a pretty slim margin because one when they show Jenna's um, dumpster, I counted and she had seven left. So she they were fairly um, they were fairly close to each other and this could have been anybody's game. Right. And also proves again that Jenna is a great competitor and wanted to make it to the final despite her complaining tendencies mm-hmm. but she's out she gets to go home and i don't know what to call what her and zach need to do to move forward in the relationship it's called but... breaking up <laughs> um but yeah so anisa and casey are going back to the house with red skulls and TJ lets the whole group know. She, he puts everyone on notice and lets them know that they are just past the halfway point. And if they don't have a Red Skull, they need to be figuring their shit out soon. And it's like, there's some major people in the house, major like veterans who don't have Red Skulls and who are, are definitely not going to all have a chance to get one. Yep. It's so it's like, great drama for us, but they just, I think they've played it all wrong. Right. And we've been saying this every week is that sitting back and letting other people go in, it was not really the strategy to take here. Yeah. So, and I think Anissa summarized that very well in saying that um, this, this, this in saying that the gameplay for this season is not benefited by having a scared game Mm. you have to put yourself on the line as we've seen some great players do starting with ct um most recently jordan um putting yourself on the line to potentially earn that skull to get into the final. Right. And you can't do it. You can't sit around and wait for it. You have to make it happen. Right. Um, so that's a breakdown folks. So uh, what would you have changed about this game? I don't know. This game was kind of boring. It was there- so fucking boring. <laughs> like, I don't know who pitched the idea of like watching two people throw balls out of a dumpster and like got that greenlit, but it's just not a compelling activity to watch. Like I'm sure it's very difficult. I was very confused when, (laughs) um, when Casey had gotten all of her balls out and then she ran to the, the stop button because I, I thought there was a piece missing in the middle like another layer of complexity. 
Yeah. I was like, is it over? Like that's all they had to do was <laughs> toss the balls out. Like I thought maybe they had to like, maybe arrange the balls or like move the balls one more step and get them into place somehow. And then that would trigger something. I thought the balls were, I, it, I mean, I don't know in what, how you could possibly make this safe, but wouldn't it be interesting if some of the balls were actually bombs and like, what would that look like? Yeah. Or they could have all been activated in some way. Right. And they like after a certain time they deactivate and if you hadn't already gotten those balls out or reverse reverse that so let's say they were all deactivated mm -hmm. and in order to keep them deactivated you had to eliminate them from your right. from your dumpster and after a certain time some of the balls would activate and the number that you had left behind that were activated somehow affected your time or your score or something like that. Yes. So I got it. Picture this. So <laughs> they're in the dumpsters and the balls have like, let's call it like off and then like flashing red light and then like steady red light. And so when the ball has a flashing red light, you know that that means you have to get it out soon or else it's going to quote unquote mm. explode. Right. And so that means that you can't just rely on like picking up what's immediately next to you. You have to always be looking for which one is starting mm. to flash and which one's almost about to explode quote unquote and go yeah. for that one, which means like you're going to be expending a lot more energy, mental and physical, like having to move around more. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, see, we should be making these games. You they should. Don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> this is crazy. And also, I want to say earlier, I didn't mention this when we were talking about the sewer rat game, but they're relying a lot on these like puzzle pieces components. Yeah, there's been a lot of puzzles this yeah. season, but I suspect it's because um, because it's individual gameplay, and they're trying to. They're trying to even out the, oh, what am I trying to say? They are trying to, because usually it's mostly a lot of physical games. Mm -hmm. And typically the teams are, they're either male or female paired, or if it's a group, it's an even number of males to females. Yeah on the groups, like mixed, mixed groups. So I think, oh, they're trying to leverage the playing field by having more puzzles interspersed with physical stuff. Oh, okay, I see. But they, do they when, know there's when other kinds of puzzles female, than just like putting pieces into a shape? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they've done, like, they typically do giant versions of those brain teasers. Oh, God. So the, usually so there's, now. like, the Tower of Hanoi. Yeah. Like, with the rings and you move from thing to thing. Um, I think there's been, like, the, the metal thing that you have to unhook. Or they could do, like, Rubik's Cubes type yeah. stuff. I don't they, know. They typically have, have had more of a variety of game teaser puzzle types in the past 
I don't know if maybe their supply was limited or I think they just because something. of the whole theme of this season there are probably a lot more men in the room and they were all just like <laughs> bombs, they were like let's cars, blow shit up tanks, let's have lots of balls fuses. <laughs> let's make sure there's smoke all the time yeah <laughs> probably um okay so moving into our special segments dr k who is your challenge all-star for this my challenge all-star for this episode was tj tell the people why and it's mostly tj at the beginning of the episode first him cackling at melissa oh i found (laughs) to be so hilarious because he was so unapologetic about it yeah but then when team four DQs themselves because they timed out, TJ was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you all today? Like, this was awful. I mean, Saggy's helmet is on backwards for Christ's sake. <laughs> and then he lets out this evil laugh and moves on to the rest of the competition. Yeah. It was high, it was high entertainment from TJ for me. He's this a yes how about you um for me it's casey i mean she won her first elimination and i think she's just kind of like a lesson in how to be an unproblematic rookie um and so even though she has been like the most interesting character so far i mean there's something to be said for balance and for mm-hmm. all the crazy over the top unnecessary drama inducing people in the house it's nice to have someone who's just like keeping it calm cool and collected and so who is your elimination pick who we were not a fan of or hated this episode let's say our both of our picks on the count of three ready one two three josh (laughs) good lord man for all the reasons already discussed this episode he sucks yeah his marshmallow his bitch ass bitch ass <laughs> bitch ass marshmallowness <laughs> oh my gosh and also i'm like so not here for all of his um post-season justifications on twitter like he's like man you know i apologize for my to my bro swaggy c call throwing that drink was uncalled for but only we we really know what it was like in that bunker and I'm like, chill. What does that have to do with you tossing a drink like, at You guys him. are living in a dormitory. Like, people go to college for four years and are okay. Like, you guys are fine. You have food and you're sleeping in bunk beds. Like, it's not this kind of, like, weird pressure situation. Like, you're not actually, like, in Guantanamo or something. Like, stop drinking. <laughs> you're you're okay. not getting waterboarded every time you return to the bunker. <laughs> right. Shut up. There have been seasons where people have not had food, okay? <laughs> yeah. They haven't done that in a while. Uh, poor Jay, poor Jay was so excited that there was an entire kitchen where he could eat wherever he wanted because he just came off of Survivor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Josh. All right. So moving into lessons in shade our favorite shady moment or manipulation during the episode. Dr. K, what, what was yours? Oh, I'll start. So mine was D, definitely D plotting against Jenny. Like, despite the fact that I was annoyed that she was telling Rogan of all people, I think it's like, 
awesome strategy and it would have been fun to witness like her complete turn to the dark side in betraying what we all thought was her only solid alliance in the house yeah i i agree i also i couldn't decide between d plotting against jenny with rogan and rogan plotting against d with jenny it was like two sides of the same coin for me but both equally shady um but also as previously mentioned in my challenge all-star pick i just love tj shade (laughs) at that team especially to swaggy who he called saggy (laughs) and i rewatched it and he definitely said saggy well it's not a name like swaggy Uh, like and i'm upset that it has become normal to me to refer to a human being as swaggy swaggy Um, I also, like, hearing you talk about the Rogan and Jenny shade, actually, that's a, that one's a little bit better, because that one, I think, like, in the end, Dee kind of chickened out. She, like, played her hand of course she did. too soon, and she didn't go through with it, but I actually see Rogan and Jenny being able to do what they're trying to do to her next week. Yeah. Um, all right, and now for our favorite segment... I don't wrestle. I fucking beat bitches up, which is our favorite line from the episode. Dr. K, I feel like you have many. So let's start I with do. you. I do. I have a couple. <laughs> there were a couple just that they just had me laughing out loud hmm. the entire episode. So I couldn't really choose. Um, so the first one was Johnny. Surprise. Don't, hmm. don't expect that I'll have many from him. Hmm. Um, But in referencing Jordan's loss early in the episode, he said, we wanted him to have an attitude adjustment. He had a lobotomy, (laughs) which was great and also very rude. (laughs) And then we have Kyle. Although we beat the other team, the other team is full of idiots. (laughs) Referring to their mission, the, the first mission, um, heat. Yeah. And then, uh, Wes in his team motivation, his motivational speech to his team, he says, wait until you see Josh trying to be a big Ninja turtle, trying to get down that. (laughs) And then finally Wes again to Jenna and Kayla as they walk out in, out of the purgatory hand in hand what a josh josh says i hope your lives aren't all ruined at home (laughs) wes says wes says yes (laughs) let's not credit josh with any level of (laughs) did i say josh you said josh he's 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 getting too into our heads i think we should have a moratorium on josh's name for a week yeah no more of him (laughs) but yeah classic classic shade from wes for real yes Um, All right, how about you? Mine came from Anissa after Swaggy dropped down the hole and then didn't even attempt to move and immediately called for help. She says, I've never seen a diver come and get a person so fast. Like, bro, you have a life jacket on. You're not going to die. And I (laughs) cackled because I forgot, because of how much he was panicking, I actually forgot that he was wearing a life vest. Yeah, and they wear serious life vests. Like, he was not going to drown. So why was he flailing? And I mean, I guess you panic, but he was flailing and asking, begging for help as if he really thought he was going to go under and not come back up. 
Um, so thanks to Anissa for always keeping it real and giving us the, the hot take we need. <laughs> okay, Dr. K, what do you have prepared for us for stupidness and social media this week? So um, social media was as boring as <laughs> that, that <laughs> purgatory <laughs> was. Um, but Wes did have... Why aren't we, why are we following D and not Wes? We can follow Wes. I'm just saying, like, I mean, if I had to choose one, <laughs> um, but Wes in, in reference to D says, I've created a monster and much like Dr. Frankenstein, I'm no longer proud of my creation. <laughs> Referencing to D. And I think he's being, I think he's being cheeky as the Brits would say. Right with a literary so. reference because if we didn't forget Wes is actually an intelligent person who's likely <laughs> read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. And recognizes that Frankenstein is the doctor and not, not the monster. The monster. <laughs> yes. Uh, I also just want to throw out like the first reply to this tweet I see is not related at all to what Wes shared, but just a person asking after watching Josh throw a drink at Swaggy, are we allowed to bully Josh now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Wes, again, for providing much of the entertainment that we comment on in this podcast. Yes. Um, and so lastly, we'll wrap up with predictions and possibilities. We've seen a lot in the, in the promo for next episode, namely perhaps the beginning of the fall of Team You're All Fucked. But I think Yeah, it looks like out. some shit's going to go down, right? potentially. Was this your revised guess, episode 10? Do you remember what you said? No, I think I said nine. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah. in terms of... Any other predictions for next episode specifically? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any either. I, I can just tell from TJ's demeanor that there's something coming sooner rather than later. Right. Um, it could be a purge, which is something they've been doing the past couple of seasons. So we'll see about that but something's happening and i think tj is not happy about the bitch ass game that everybody has been playing the bitch assness that has been demonstrated right so we shall see i want some power moves i want people with red skulls being thrown into purgatory i want like some real drama to unfold for now that's all we have folks i'm ray and i'm dr k signing off peace